you want to actively participate in this or passively? Oh, passively. Yes. One word answers today. Probably. Most likely. That's two words. Three mm. words, really. Congratulations. You've exceeded expectations. Have I? Apparently. Yeah, I set a pretty low bar for myself. Under uh, under promise, under deliver. That's what I always say. Yep, that is pretty much what you say. So um, when we started this show, um, I thought I knew everything. Isn't that cute? You still do know everything. I definitely don't. You still do things you just, you, do you just reminded me for the last half an hour of us fighting that I don't know anything and that I'm wrong. So That's not at all. I would love That's, what you to. Just said, what you just said is <laughs> literally the reason we were fighting. <laughs> it's like, let's not do that again. One minute and 14 <laughs> seconds into the <laughs> podcast. Here's what you said. Tell me why you wanted to start OK Babe two years ago, babe. Um, did I want to do that? I don't know. Was it you? I thought it was you that wanted it was a joint venture. Mm-hmm. Don't put it on me. No, I said why I wanted to start it because I knew everything and I wanted to help people. Why did you want to start oh, it? Oh, <laughs> I just thought it'd be fun. I don't. I don't have like story of our lives. Actually, have like reasons to do things. <laughs> you guys, like, this why is, did you do this thing? Uh, this it is us. seemed like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> the nature of life is experience. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. I really we have all this podcast shit. It's just like might as well. We're <laughs> <laughs> here, you know. Make some extra money. Yeah. Um, and then COVID happened, and then that was yeah, yeah. Then we years had to ago. talk about Tiger King and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do some random breakdowns. Yeah, of yeah. Weird and then it was stuff. like, well, we just sitting in our house, so this is there's not a lot, not a lot here to talk about. I uh, I do feel like I really do, and this is so dumb. But we've been talking about this quite. We a bit. should re-release the one that we deleted, the 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 COVID episode we deleted. Oh God! The one of the early ones we were like, this just this is, doesn't seem like that big of a deal. This is not a problem. Or like <laughs> like a week later, we're like, I is everyone dying? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then fast forward two years, like, uh, we were right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> two years later, when they're just starting to lift the mandate. Yeah. Hey, you can you can go inside a place without wearing a mask. It's like been doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been, been getting yelled at. Thanks so it much. It was so funny. They did a study. Um, it still cracks me up. And they said that um, the lockdowns had a 0.2% effect on, on on COVID deaths. And what happened when they would shut down parks and stuff, which is like, especially for low income people, like the place where they could go and like be outside. Mm-hmm. And that's what you see when you go by and you see like birthday parties and stuff at parks. Usually there's people that like can't afford to rent out the whatever, you know, like the Chuck E. Cheese or whatever the fuck it is. So they would, you know, it's like, so they'd force these people indoors, which is where spread happens. Oh my God. So they would still like congregate, but like inside. And they did that via phone tracking, which obviously sketches me out. But I was like, this is so, uh, so fucking funny. The one thing that did have a big uh, closing non-essential businesses had a big, had a pretty like 10% impact. And that was mostly because of bars, bars, yeah. and bars, like where people are like, uh, talking close to you, it's loud. You get to talk close to you. like that makes that does make some sense. I could see some justification for bar, but they're like going forward. If this ever happens again, like that's not the move. Yeah, because then you're also like, well, everybody who's making the food that's getting delivered to your house is in a kitchen somewhere. <laughs> like it's not like those people just stop working, right? You know, yeah. it's like you can get on your Zoom calls, but that's not how a lot of people function. <laughs> so. Yeah. So stupid. Should have just locked down harder. Yeah. So anyways, when we started, <laughs> Connor thought this would be fun. I wanted to help people because I thought that we were onto something with our relationship. I'd already given up on helping anybody with anything. Yeah. You had left personal I can development. Like, I can like help somebody move Had you furniture. left? No, you hadn't left personal development yet. Oh yeah. I get, yeah. You maybe were still not. I was still, well, I was, in, 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 my soul had left. Your soul had definitely I left. I just had to get, I had to, I had to catch up to where my soul was going. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um. I'd had an exorcism. It was funny because it was, we had already moved to Colorado. Yeah. And so he had started having threesomes. We had started, you know, being more curious about what a monogamish relationship could look like. We, like we had dated, gone, we like dated somebody for a while. We dated someone for a while. We had gone through somatic therapy, which was like a really intense experience. And so we just started having these experiences and I really thought, wow, we're doing this so well. <laughs> we're amazing at this. We should totally teach people about how to live like this. Fuck Five me. minutes in. Well, I don't know. You always want to do Ooh. that though. You're like, I have it all figured out. I, I was do. Like, do Honestly, that's kind of why I stopped my show, my the Kelly show, because I, I'm just tired of processing out loud and I'm tired of processing or sharing my experience while I'm in it. I want to share it after because mm-hmm. I don't know anything. I, I, I mean, I still don't know anything, but I don't know anything while I'm going through it. I'm just sh- like word vomiting all this stuff on people when I don't have perspective yet. And I want to get to the end or as close to the end as you can get. I guess you never really know, but 
I want to share from that perspective so that I can come at it more holistically rather than I'm in it. And this is well, you're what's never, coming up. You're never at the end, no. but I think there's, it's different. It's different things, right? It's like, I didn't view myself even personal development, even now. Cause I changed, changed my mind often and I reserve the right to do so. Um, <laughs> I think sharing while you're in it is a, is, a, is, is, is it's perfect. It's perspective. Yeah. It's like, I'm trying a thing and here's what I'm, here's what I'm noticing. And it's like, if you listen to the evolution of that over a year or six months or five episodes, whatever it is, well, that's good. You know, but it, when you do that and you're also taking the position of like an authority, yeah. those are two separate things. Right. Like for example, and I, and I do draw like parallels to what I do with politically homeless and thought criminals, like talk about Ukraine and Russia. I'm like, I'm not Ukrainian. I'm not Russian. I'm not an expert on Ukraine or Russia or foreign politics and foreign, foreign relations. I can tell you what I think mm-hmm. from like me probably doing the same thing. Everybody else is listening to this doing right now is doing right now, unless you were in the military or served over there or, or, or maybe you live over there. Like you have a different perspective, but here's kind of what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't position myself as an authority. And I think in the personal development space in particular, I always kind of joke about how I left, uh, I left, <laughs> left personal development for something far less dark, which is politics. It's <laughs> fucking true. Dude. So at least, you know, everybody there is full of shit. It's like the, the transparency. It's like, yeah, we know Lancey Pelosi's like corrupt and like dark, you know, it's like, there's not like, she's not pretending she pretends to be somebody else, but nobody's buying it. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas in personal development, it's like, you guys find those charlatans can kind of get away with it for a long time. Yeah, the ayahuasca told me. To. Yeah. Yeah. The plants told me this. And so everybody needs to do it now. And I'm like, yeah. That's not how that. It's okay to abuse you. I channeled that. That's fine. Yeah, I channeled that. I channeled, <laughs> My guys I channeled told me. that you need to pay me $8,000 for this coaching call. It's like, yeah. tie, dude. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It was just, yeah. It's, I think, I think sharing from a, like when we talk about when we get pregnant and do these different things, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I also don't pretend like I know what the fuck's going on. I'm like, here's what I learned today about like, you know, we were, we were, we were talking the other day and I was telling, um, who was I telling about this? Uh, the other day it was like talking about kids and poop, man, I forget, but it was like, talk, you were talking about blowing out diapers and I was like, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. And then I was talking about how kids, when they learn how to poo poo in the potty, they'll start like, they'll try. Wasn't to, like, it Clint? It was, it may have been Clint, somebody like that. But I was, um, but I was like, yeah, man, like they're going to, uh, they're Take going their poop and smear, smear it on the, the wall, like draw because it, like, it looks like a brown crayon. They're little skinny little baby poops, you know. And I was like, "That's like a thing they do." And they're like, "Yeah, dude, like you're gonna clean up a lot of shit." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it was Sal. Sal just definitely last night." But it's funny, man, because he's going through his third kid now, with the, and he has two from a previous marriage. Now he's got a baby, and he's like, "We're talking about the the changes that happen in your life." But I'm not, I'm not an authority. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not Dan Siegel. I'm not a, a t- early childhood development psychologist. Like yeah. I'm, just, I'm just some guy who's like, well, this is a trip, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that there's value in that, but it's not, it's not value from an authority. And I think that resonates with people in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that I've, because I do lead this show in a lot of ways is I felt like, Oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm really good at this. And now I have to teach everyone. I felt, I always feel this obligation for that to be of service and teach. And what I'm realizing is I don't really know very much and I make a lot of mistakes and I've fucked things up and I own that and take responsibility for that. And I think that the, the more impactful way to host the show and have these conversations is just to be honest of we're just doing this thing and we're learning as we go and we're definitely not authorities. And my name is not Esther Perel, even though I really wish that it was Uh, maybe in my next life I can be here, (laughs) but I'm not a therapist and I'm not an expert on monogamy, non-monogamy, anything in between or beyond that. I'm just doing my best at figuring out how to be a good wife and soon to be mom. And the rest is kind of like what it is. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a different, it's a, to, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole vibe. It's a vibe. It's actually, it's a totally oh, wow. a vibe. Um, that's a write off. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's Creek is still in my brain. The so memes, good. the memes still do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that there's a lot to that though. Cause I mean, Esther Perel does a good, great job. I mean, I would say one of the best, you know, she's like the Tony, Tony Robbins of fucking relationship stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's, it's just a different, I think people want that now. I also think people and you guys out there can correct me if I'm wrong are probably at this point in our uh, current reality, pretty sick and fucking tired of being told what to do. Yeah. (laughs) There's probably enough of that of being like, Hey, you know, it's like Joe Rogan, this whole controversy with Spotify and stuff that's going on right now, which I don't know when this will be released, but it's like, that's everybody will remember that. It's like, 
I was excited to see somebody come out and be like, yeah, you know, I may have could have probably could have done a better job. I get things wrong. I'm not, you know, whatever. When's the last time somebody else said that? Right. That's like a, that's that well known. I'm like, well, that's kind of refreshing, you know, like, you know what, maybe he's, he's that's that's growth. Wow. It's like honesty. Mm-hmm. You don't hear that from anybody else. When has, has you know, when has anybody else done that? Literally never. You know, and, and, and also I think when you position yourself as an authority, you're then incentivizing yourself to not own up to your bullshit because that would undermine your credibility, which Rob Wolf from the nutrition talked about this a lot. When he wrote the paleo solution was going through all this, it was like carbs aren't necessary for anything. Really? You can do X, Y, and Z. You don't really need it. And then, you know, fast forward 10 years, he's like, yeah, like if you're and this is when I was starting to cross it. That's what, that was the, 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 when I was training a lot, that was the common, like accepted understanding of like paleo eating, right. And CrossFit, but we were training like athletes. So we weren't, and we weren't eating any carbs. So when we, if you took us to a Mexican restaurant and we like a chip hit our lips, it was like ravenous, mm-hmm. like seven bowls of chips later between four people. And you're just like, cause your body was like, I need this so bad, but we didn't know. Right. But then you fast forward 10 years. It's like, yeah, I was wrong about that. I was right about 90% of the things I talked about and that's been upheld, but that's the thing I was wrong about. And that doesn't, I think some people have the idea that makes you trust them less. But it actually, in my opinion, makes you trust them more. Oh, I trust someone way more in that position. I'm like, okay, you like you, you got it. Like, that's cool. We, cause it's not like you misled us completely. You know, it's not like the food pyramid. Like I can be fucking pissed about that. Yeah. Cause that was just all outright bullshit that some fucking idiots will still defend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I think if I was going to err on one side or the other, I may err on not eating any carbs and maybe tanking my endocrine system and having to sort that out down the road, but being healthier on the whole than eating 27 grams or 27 servings of fucking grain because that's what, that's what Monsanto said to do. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think, you know, it's funny you talk about, it's like this, Oh my God, I have to have it. This is the most amazing thing, black or white, you know? And I felt that way about sex in the beginning and sexuality. And we've been talking about that of just, I dove so far into the sexual space and felt like it's the only thing that mattered and it's the key to all pleasure and bliss and joy and fulfillment and all the things. But what I realize now, two, three years later, is that it's just a piece of the puzzle. And I just happened to be going through my sexual awakening and awarenesses that I had never had before. And so that's what I had to talk about. I had to go through that chapter. Yeah. I had to uncover those layers so that I could be the person I am now, who I think is for the most part, a relatively healthy, well-rounded human who has a strong sexual appetite, who likes to have a threesome every now and again, if anyone would ever respond to me Yo, and I'm show a- up from Bumble, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, that's a different conversation. Um, but I feel like I have like a well-rounded approach to it, but I had to go so deep into it to come out and understand that. I don't think if I, if I hadn't gotten so curious and I hadn't been so committed to discovering that part of myself, I don't think I would be here today because I, I think I would just have a lot more questions. And I think I've really, I don't know. I feel like that approach actually helped me. Well, whenever you discover a thing, it becomes your default answer for everything. Totally. Right? Like, it's like the same thing, psychedelics, Jesus, sex, CrossFit, yeah. you know, like <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, remember diet. when I was channeling because all I was like permanently on plant medicine and I was channeling all the time and I was microdosing ayahuasca yeah. and you were like, hi, I think I'm going to leave you if you keep this up. Like, love you, do you, but like, no thanks, boo. Yeah, <laughs> I was, that was pretty much how that went. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that... But what it is, you just get people that's how everybody is. And then they want to project that on other people. And it, and it becomes like, oh, this thing that I figured out is not the key to your right. fulfillment, which may not be the case, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a, it could be breath work or therapy or it could be anything. Saunas, like what the fuck, you know? Yeah. But you ha- it happens all the time. And I think having the wherewithal to be like, I'm going through a phase right now. That's cool. I should go through that phase. But that I need, maybe I need to like integrate it where it becomes 15% of my life, not 90% of my life. Yeah. Cause it goes through that like 90% phase, especially if you're immersed in it and it's kind of your job. That's an interesting thing to say. I hadn't thought about that. It's phases. It's like truly a phase. Like I'm going through a CEO boss babe phase right um, now. Mike Bledsoe used to say that to me when I, we really? were, he was like, just cause you're not a kid anymore. Doesn't mean you don't go through phases. That's so interesting. You're like there's like teething phase, tantrum <laughs> phase, like rebellious phase. You go through that shit as an, as a, you keep, you keep going through that shit forever. You yeah. Know? That's so you go, interesting. You, one day you go through like the grumpy old man face. Like it just is what it is, you know? Yeah. That's how it goes. Huh. 
Like a lot of our grandparents go through like overtly racist phase. Yeah. <laughs> like, they it's like, oh. are still in that phase. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, there's that. You have missed the you missed the boat there oh on what's, what how how the world operates yeah. now. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just it's a thing that you have to look at yourself, and that's why I like I think about I think from a parenting perspective, as somebody who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about, as we've discussed, <laughs> it's like treating treating kids like little adults mm-hmm. and treating adults like big children. Yeah, I think it's like it's, it's like I've you, learned to do you that always with you. Over, you overcompensate it. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, it's a child, so it's like a thing. It's like well, you don't then you don't give them you don't like um, Jordan Peterson talked about this on the last Rogan podcast, which think what you will about him, and we're not, you know we don't need to go there. But he talked about how a lot of times what they've they've done studies, and this is actually an area where he's very smart. He gets gets outside of his realm often. Often, but he was talking about when you engage with kids, oftentimes you do it right outside of their level of understanding. So it's like the eighty twenty rule. Same thing as a flow state. Right. Like, so if you, if you're, if you to, to obtain a flow state, you need to be right outside, not super outside where you're, where you're truly uncomfortable, but right outside of your level of expertise in a thing. Ooh. Right. So you reach a flow state. So like, that's why people that are like, and you look at big wave surfers, uh, free divers, uh, base jumpers and shit like that. Cause they're, they, it's really obvious that squirrel, other guys that do the squirrel suits, they're constantly pushing for a flow state, which means they con- that's why they always die, mm-hmm. right? Free solo climbers. Oh yeah. It's like, can I do that thing that's right outside of my ability? And you get into a state of flow. Same reason I used to ride a mountain bike in the green belt in Austin without a helmet on. Because you have to have the threat of of danger, right? You have to be you have to be challenging yourself and, and your your brain has to be in a situation where it knows it has a subtle threat to dial into a flow state. Right? Mm-hmm. Same thing when you're if you're Volleyball is a good one for you. That's probably an area where I think you have more expertise than anything else. If you are an authority in anything, I think it'd probably be that. So it's like if you're beating a team, like beating the shit out of them, you're not in a flow state. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're playing really well. That's one thing, right? But if it's like close and you think you might lose Mm -hmm. and like things are going on, but like things start clicking there at the end, like that's where you're looking for. And the same thing with kids. It's like you meet them right outside of the level of comprehension, which pushes them to learn. Mm. Right. So it's like, go, you know, maybe they're helping you do a thing. It's like, grab this or help me with that. And it's right outside of their ability level that pushes them to like critically think a little bit better and helps them become, it patterns that neurology and patterns that cognitive behavior for adulthood, which is one of the reasons I'm really glad I grew up working oil and gas construction because you had to just solve problems all the time. Like the whole job was like manual labor solving of problems. Mm -hmm. And it was great. It was, I think it sucked at the time, of course, but no, looking back now, I'm like, man, I learned more doing that than I did in school. Question. This is so interesting. I've never heard this before. I was always really good when, I mean, I was a really good volleyball player, but I was exceptionally good if I was sick on my period or hurt. I was like that with sports too. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Is that a flow state or is that just like, no, you got to step the fuck up? I th- no, I think it's actually the opposite. I think that you, you take the pressure off of yourself. That happened. I had a cold and I played a baseball game. And I think I hit like three triples in that game. It was like, I was young. My coach was like, you should be sick all the time. Interesting. And I could barely run around the bases. So I was like, I had I had, I had a pinch runner come in for me on, uh. the, on first base. But we were shorthanded, so I went and played. And I wanted to play. It was in Pony League. So like not eighth and ninth grade. And um, and yeah, it was, it was eighth grade. Yeah, so it was, but it was like, I was just cranking. I was on it that, that day. And I didn't have to, I had, I had a pinch runner come in because I couldn't really breathe. But I could just, I was fucking in the zone, dude. But it was because I had such low expectations for myself. I just like, let it happen. It's like when you hit a home run in baseball and anybody out there who's not, or I'm sure the same thing with volleyball. It's like, it doesn't feel like you hit the ball very hard. Mm-hmm. Same with golf. Yeah. It's like, you'll hit one straight down the fairway, 300 yards. And you're like, it didn't even feel like I touched the ball. Totally. You know, like that's, I think that's a little bit of, um, allowing yourself to relax into it versus pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I think when you get into like a game winning situation or, what it could be anything for you. If you're ice bathing for like a little bit longer, a sauna a little bit longer or running a little longer, just a little thing. Or, you know, for me, like elk hunting in a situation where it's like that, like whenever the fucking elk bugles back at me immediate, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't get nervous. I get excited, but like my pupils dilate and like everything that moves, I notice be a fucking bird, every stick that cracks. Like it's like that, uh, fucking baseball movie with, uh, Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. you know like for the love of the game is that right yes. yeah and it's like it's the fucking coolest feeling ever and i think clear it's closing, the mechanism yeah exactly i need to watch that movie again it's yeah. been a long time um but yeah it's it's a really cool thing to do but they're talking about kids and just like pushing them outside a little bit i think it's really important that's cool but also with adults too it's like and that's one thing i do i think we all i, I think it just comes natural to me because i enjoy it so much it's like doing that with people's 
cognitive behavior when it comes to politics where everybody has a strong opinion. And if you can like shake somebody a little bit off of their monogamy thoughts or their, you know, whatever it is, or thoughts about raising kids or thoughts about politics or whatever it is, if you can just waver them a little bit to make them like think outside of their comfort zone, that's a really beneficial thing to do. Even if you end up in the same place, you may decide that your ideas about Christianity, for example, hold up. Well, now I just did you a favor by threatening you and threatening your ideology because I just made your belief system stronger. Babe. Hola. Hola, como estas? You know what I too. <laughs> Are you going to speak Spanish to our children? They will have very poor Spanish. Like and they the will gringo the that things. you are. They're going to get in trouble at school for like... I was I was actually playing Xbox the other day, and this guy had his little microphone on. He was the only person. He was just screaming Punta the whole time. It was funny as hell. I was like, he would speak. He was wait. Next, is this with the headset that you got yeah. that makes you look like a complete fucking nerd? Yeah, but you it was, guys, it was, he was just, a complete just so funny. I was like, nerd. I was playing, and he would like get killed, and he would just start screaming like only words that, like curse words I knew in Spanish, and it was hilarious. I was oh. like, I was actually not even mad about it. Usually, when somebody does that, it's super annoying, mm-hmm. but. And also don't make fun of my headset. You come in there and laugh at me. I'm trying to be in here and assert my dominance online. <laughs> assert your dominance. Yeah, dude. I got to assert my dominance. With try the 12-year-olds that you're I playing against? I assert my dominance in the physical realm, in the podcast space, and in the online gaming communities. Does the physical realm include the, the bedroom? What? Does the physical realm include the bedroom? I mean, kind of. Sometimes. Depends on what mood I'm in. Sometimes I get I like to shoot a bunch of people in the face on, on the internet, and then I get all riled up. And I come in here like I'm after war and just like... Ravage you. Ravage? Ravage, whatever it is. Ravage. Ravage, ravage. New word. It's fine. I do what I want. So, um, you know what I like to fuck with? Some really good CBD. Oh, yeah. CBD is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll Our friend Joe Shahi created the dopest CBD company there is. And we can actually speak from experience because I would say over the last I don't know, five to 10 years, you and I have tried pretty much every CBD on the market. There's been a lot of CBD. They, 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 they're about us. They want to, they want to put the CBD inside of us. They Everybody's do. trying to put like literally CBD. there's like uh, CBD things that you can put inside of you. And I got, I've got like, <laughs> I've got some homies that do CBD stuff that is cool and they like send me free stuff, but I can't shout them out because I'm so committed to cured. Yeah. So I am obsessed with their whole line and we were joking with Joe and Lauren, his beautiful wife. Um, at there's also their, ice bathing in zero degree temperatures the other day, which I was very impressed with. Yeah. He's, he's pretty, he's My pretty ice dope. bath is completely frozen and it's bumming me out. It's turned over right now trying to thaw out, but we were joking with them because Connor, Joe asked Connor what he takes and Connor was like, I'm not really sure Kelly puts my vitamins out for me. (laughs) So I was telling Joe about the array of things that I give to Connor. Um, So we are obsessed with their whole line. Truly, we take it every day. It is a huge part of what we're doing, especially as we're getting ready to get pregnant. We're going through IVF. We were loading up on CBD, um, you know, just trying to help our system in every way from our immune system to sleep to uh, regulating inflammation, all of that. But And gut health, obviously, Kelly. Yeah, gut health. Did Did I say that? Oh, I said immunity. My bad. Uh, Immunity and gut health. Thank you very much. Um, But I am obsessed with their salve. And I have told Joe about this every time I talk to him. And I've literally gifted the salve to every single one of my friends. Um, And it's something that I use very regularly, whether it's muscle aches, pains in my back, um, pains in my ass like Connor. Unfortunately, (laughs) the salve does not help with that problem. Um, But it's also amazing when I'm on my period and I'm cramping, which, you know, I'm no longer... What'd you say this morning? Is your pussy rojo? <laughs> I am no longer having a rojo pussy. <laughs> what you- Roja? Rojo? I don't know. My Spanish also, also struggling. Uh, anyways, but I love the salve and I highly recommend it to everyone. I know I've given it to Connor whenever he's fucking whining like a little bitch about it, something that hurts. I usually use it as lube. Oh, that. that tingle. I don't think I need that. <laughs> I don't think I need that it up inside of my Roja pussy. It increases blood, blood flow to my peen. <laughs> it makes it 10 times larger. <laughs> it's it's like getting kidding. stung by a bee. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Um, anyways, we are obsessed with Cured. Again, their whole line, but I'm a big fan of the salve. So you can go ahead and use our code OKBABE and you'll get 10% off. And that link is in the show notes. Babe, you know what the other thing I love? You love so many things. I love so many things, but I really love some fucking Organifi. Yeah, you do like Organifi, especially when it's zero degrees and you're out there sipping on that warm goodness. 
Yes. And um, I've shared this quite a bit on Instagram um, and with many people in my life who I know have dealt with IVF and have had hormone issues or women coming off birth control. One of the hardest things is detoxing all of this out of your body. Um, And I think oftentimes we mistake ourselves and we think that detox means just take everything away, but we forget to put all the good nutrients back in. So over the last couple of months, I've been loading up on the Organifi Red and Green Juices, which Connor likes to steal because I make them ahead of time, like the night before. So they're all ready to go and cold in the fridge. And if then Connor is, drinks them all. If something is in the refrigerator prepared, it is fair game. Oh, is and it? I will drink it and I will not apologize for enjoying okay. the red juice that I drink out of the fridge, out of your jars. Oh, why do you like the red juice, babe? I don't know. It tastes really good. It's really nice. I feel like it's healthy for me. It's, it's like a diamond like, in the sky. It's like a diamond <laughs> in the sky. I uh, move in. Um, sometimes you trick a thing, you know, you put it inside of you and you're like, oh, wow, that, that's good for me. Mm-hmm. You can just feel it like soaking into your body. The your antioxidants are entering your cells and your cells are your like, yes. like, yeah, like it's like bone broth does that. Mm-hmm. It is. You, so you drink it in or like just be, it's like water when you're thirsty. You're just mm-hmm. your body's like, like it's like, um, you know, that movie uh, Sister Act. Yes. Where they're just dancing. That's what my cells are doing. <laughs> Like they were like sister you got Act. Whoopi Goldberg on like, your insides. Like before other red juice, they're like sister act before Whoopi Goldberg wow. gets in there and they start singing. Um, what song is that that they sing? Ain't no mountain. No, I don't think that's that song. the one. Is it? Yeah, oh. keep me from getting to you, Lord. The whole thing, you know. Oh, I don't think that yeah. was. <laughs> that's in there. I pr- guarantee you it is. Okay. Uh, but anyways, Back so check. it's like my body pre red juice is sister act in the first scene or the first uh, act. And then after that, it's post Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> especially when the little lady starts singing. I feel like that's that's my favorite. The tiny little lady with the yeah, big voice. The yeah, big she's voice. adorable. <laughs> she's the best. Yeah. Um, the other thing I like about the green juice, I just want to add in because I've had a lot of different fucking green powders in my house and they're all just gross. Let's just be honest. I love the green from Organifi because it has matcha in it. And so it tastes way better. And they've just done a really good job of making something that's really good for you actually taste good. Yeah. So I hate green juice. Um, and I also refuse to actually juice. So it's nice to have this. It tastes amazing. Actually juicing is fucking stupid, by the way. Tell me more. It's just, you just, you're like, you're like getting like 10% of the actual thing. Yes. And you're just like making a bunch of pulp that goes nowhere. It's the dumbest thing ever. Which is why when you take things and put them into a dried powder, you get all of the nutrients that you need without a bunch of sugar. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Love it. Um, so you guys can go to Organifi.com slash okay, babe, and you'll get 20% off. Enjoy it very much, friends. Enjoy it very much. Connor, why don't you tell everyone about your salty situation? I like to put element in my mouth and Ooh. then swallow it and put it inside of my body Ooh. for ultimate hydration. That's more nice. There was a time in my life where I was, you know, I was out there just wandering around trying to work on my fitness and health. And this man named Rob Wolf just wandered into my purview. And ever since then, he's been kind of been like, and he's like old now. He's like, he's like jacked and does jujitsu and he's like 50 years old. He's kind of a pimp and he's kind of a nerd. And I appreciate that about him. And when they came out with Element, I was like, wait, Rob Wolf has never really come out with supplements before. So this has got to be legit. And our friend Jalen works for them, which is fantastic. So we got some samples and I was like, this is the greatest thing that has ever existed in the history of my life. And, if you're doing anything that's like, whether you train a lot, hot yoga type stuff, hiking the back country, like all these different things, like physical exertion, or you're doing a low carb keto slash paleo type of situation or carnivore type deal, you need those electrolytes, baby. You mm-hmm. need that salt, you need that magnesium and getting it without sugar. Like it, this is what I say on, when I read this ad, I'm like, if, and I know there's people out there in my audience that are like drinking fucking sports drinks from the store. Why? Why? What is wrong with you? So gross. Like you don't need red, red dye number six. You know what I'm saying? It's like this, it makes no fucking, it makes no sense. So I'm like, replace it with this. This is way better for you. And there's like, so, if you go to the website, drinkelement.com, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T, you can see all the research they've done on introducing salt during your workouts. Um, I mean, I can, I haven't done a hot yoga class in a long time. But I can imagine those, those super hot ones where it's like 109 and you're hammering it and you're sweating everywhere. I can only imagine how good element would taste in the middle of that in your little water bottle. It's like, it's so satiating and hydrating and I drink so much more water because of it and I take it out when I'm hunting. I take it out. I have a pack in my car at all times, like a whole box of them. Um, I'll mix it in my entire like water bladder when I'm hiking, (laughs) just like I put like four of them in there and shake it up. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
It's the best. It is. Unless when I need to go make coffee with that same water, which I have done, and it is not great. So I don't recommend making coffee with Element Water. Except maybe if other- it's the mint chocolate or the chocolate one. Yeah, but that's not, that's only to be done hot. I'm talking about like I use the same, I run out of water and I only have the water that's in my little pouch. Yeah. I have to make coffee with it. Oh, so you mean cold coffee? Uh, No, it's hot coffee, but it's the water. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, Everybody else out there gets it, maybe. But uh, yeah, no, but outside of that, it's like, it just does a better job of like getting you the things you need, especially when you're fasting and these other stuff, those other things. Like big thing is curving cravings too. Cause you get that little bit of sweet, you get that tart. It's, it's very palatable and it's hydrating. So your body feels like it's getting something out of it. And you don't, you can't, you kind of like not eat those candies that you eat at the middle of the night, exactly. that are salt, sweet and sweet and salty. It's like a, that combination is very palatable and really like your brain wants it. it like releases dopamine. Mm-hmm. It's like cocaine, but hydrating. See. See. So tell everyone where they can get salty. Oh, get salty, stay moist, drinkelement.com slash wanders. So D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash wanders with an A. Link is in the show notes. Click that thing. You're going to get a, get a variety pack. All you have to do is cover shipping, which is $5. No big deal. You can try it out. Try out all the best flavors. And I recommend, uh, personally, the grapefruit and the watermelon. Those are my favorite. Yeah. I'm on a citrus and orange kick right now, but I also agree. I love all of them. those because I just, I, I can't get away from grapefruit and watermelon. I know. <laughs> like, like, oh, maybe I should do something different today. I'm like, no, I'm just going back to what I, what I love and know. <laughs> all right. Enjoy it. It's funny you say that because we were fighting before this legitimately and I was crying and I think that that's part of why our relationship is actually better. And I really fucking hate to admit that or ever say that you're right, but here we are. Um, that's what this show is for. Apparently (laughs) (laughs) me admitting that I'm wrong. Um, you do a really amazing job of challenging my beliefs and what I think is true and right. And you've done that from day one and it makes me super uncomfortable and it's really why I get super frustrated with you, but you actually, help me see things through a different lens and not that you're, I don't want to position this as you say things to make me wrong. That's not what it is. Cause oftentimes you admit that I'm right or you understand my side at least. I am and you're also like, wrong from time to time. Yeah. Thank you. But I very rarely like pick a hill to die on unless, yes, I'm unless you're confident. very clear and I yeah. will pick hills to die on 24 seven because I'm like, no, this is true. This is, if, this is my truth. If I pick a hill to die on, I've already like challenged myself in that situation enough and like yes. heard a very, like I'll, I'll hit it from every angle before I'm like, okay, this is kind of where I stand on this. Yes. Thing. And I don't do that. And I don't have people that do that with me really. And I mean, I'll have great discourse with the girls, but it's not the same. We, we all kind of think similarly about things. So you do that for me. Are you telling me that you're in an echo chamber? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can be good sometimes. Yeah. I mean, we definitely challenge each other. There are a lot of things where I'm like, y'all are crazy and they think the same thing about me, but it's like in a great way, but you really challenge me to see things through a different perspective. And it, it allows me to change my tune and it's really uncomfortable and I don't like it. And that's why I cry because I go to a place of I'm embarrassed. I'm wrong. I never like being wrong. I've never been able to handle that. And this relationship has taught me a lot about that. And really it's not about right or wrong. It's how can we have different conversations? And I Mm -hmm. think that that's back to the show and what the fuck we're doing is I think that's really a part of it is can we challenge the narrative and the belief systems that we have been given your so much in Christianity growing up in small town, Texas, mine in be the good girl, be perfect, Mm -hmm. you know, don't disappoint anyone, blah, blah, blah. Can we challenge those things to have a more fulfilled, happy life, whether that's about sex or spirituality or plant medicine or your work or parenting? I really feel like that is the thing that I love doing. And that's the thing that this has kind of become. Yeah. No. And I think it's good. And I think one thing with the show kind of evolving is that we get to do a little bit more of that. Right. Like, I think there's a lot of things that we can challenge and it's fun. And I think that's also the masculine and the feminine, right? Like I don't make very rarely do I make emotional decisions. It's very rare. I'll do it, but it's got to, even then it's like, I've got to be pretty like, I've got to have a pretty strong emotional pull to make that decision. Mm -hmm. It's more like, but that's the masculine, right? Whereas the feminine is like, oh, like it's it, but it was, it, which is great because a lot of times 
emotion guides you better than logic does. Right. <laughs> you know, that's, so that's why we make decisions in our relationship in different things. We let the other person lead yeah. because we know that. Yeah. I mean, what, what's an example of something we did like that in our relationship well, in recently? I mean, I feel like you, besides you buying this fucking couch for my office that I don't want, <laughs> but we're going to do okay, babe on it. So it's also your that's couch. That's kind of the your, reason I bought it. Yeah. Well, we need a place to have our studio. Still my office. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think there's like, you handle the outside and I handle the inside. So, and this is, <laughs> this is interesting, actually. I feel like I handle the inside, the emotional, the heart, the being held, the, you know, capacity of the relationship, all of that. And you handle the outside, like you handle the exterior, the logist, not the logistics, but the logical side of things, the, um, I don't know. Does that make sense? That's kind of how I'm seeing it. It's the like analytical stuff. Yeah. The analytical, but yeah. you also handle the outside of the house. You handle the outdoors, you fix things, you build things. You, you're the one that's okay. This is how we're going to build um, the garden. This is how we're going to build the chicken coop. These are all our spring projects. Welcome to my hell. And hell, this is be so fun. This is how these, these are the rocks we're getting. This is where we're putting them. I I'm not good with that stuff. Well, right? A good example. I just thought of, we bought this four wheeler, right? This ATV to plow the driveway, which has gotten, I think we've already gotten our money's worth out Literally, of that fucking it's thing. so fun. Because it's like we had, what, two feet of snow in yeah. the last couple of days. Uh, but it's like I broke the winch cable on it. On, it was mm-hmm. an accident. Common mistake happens a lot. Um, and I was like, okay. And you're like, okay, so we got to buy a new one. And I was like, no, I'm going to fix it. <laughs> and it's like I've gotten to that point now where I'm in my life where it's like instead of having someone else do a thing that knows how to do it better, I would rather just spend that money on buying the tools and learning how to do it myself. It will take me seven times as long. And I will always hire someone else and pay them to do a thing <laughs> and do it better than me. And I don't want to waste my time. But it's not wasting time. See, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's right. like I'm learning a skill. You're like, I don't care. Yeah. Which is fine. I'd it's rather fun. watch Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's important to have those skills. And I think the parenting thing actually put like drew that out of me more because I knew how much, even my dad, even though we weren't, didn't spend a ton of time together. Like I learned a lot mm-hmm. and he was like, he's that kind of person, mm-hmm. you know, but he was a, he was a fucking bot. He worked in a, uh, a body shop. So like, that's what they did. They just like, and my granddad worked in the oil, fi- in the oil field. It's like, you just figure shit out. Yeah. And I, something I, I had probably not embraced enough about myself. Right. Like whenever, and the thing that got me was when I wanted to put that bumper on my forerunner and they're like, yeah, it's gonna be like 12 hours of labor at $150 an hour. And I'm like, that's more than everything cost. I mean, I look up like, what are all the tools cost to do this? And it's like four or 500 bucks. And I was like, um, well, I get to keep those tools forever. So I can just like figure it out. And like, if I fuck it up, I'm, I'll just be careful. Yeah. You know, but and it'll take me a long time and maybe I will fuck it up and maybe I'll have to take it in. Okay. You know, I'll have to schedule a point and be like, Hey, I'm going to bring this in half done. And to me, that doesn't feel efficient. And that causes it's absolutely not efficient stress. the first 20 times you do it. <laughs> But then, you know, when we decide, oh, I'm going to buy this old truck, it's like, well, I've got all the stuff to like put the bumper on. Yeah. You know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like, yeah, there's stuff like that for sure. Like the the logistical shit. And of course I don't, I'm not organized enough to like actually get it done. So that's you. Mm-hmm. But I, it's like, what did we say? Like, you have the, you have the ideas. You set it up and I spike it. Yeah, I'm said. the closer. <laughs> Connor comes to me and he's like, got this great idea. And then it'll literally never happen unless I do it. And yeah. so he's the idea man. And then I well, make you it get, happen. It's like, it's like with the landscaping and stuff. It's like, I've got all the stuff to do it now. It's like, you just have to get the people who bring the rocks out here. And then I like, we'll put it in the, where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a team effort. And it it's is. really cool. Well, but we're also in our lanes of genius. I think yeah. we've done an amazing job with that. And I actually think starting a company together is what fast tracked us on that. Yeah. Even though I do very little for soul fire now, besides put out fires whenever that's necessary. But that's kind of the point. Yeah. It is kind of the point. Like I'm really amazing at certain things and our team is really amazing at certain things. And can then we you just, come in. Can we just make my necessary. title, the director of common sense? I've always loved that. Done. I think that's so good. Is that good? Yes. Let great. us know out there people. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that I, I wanted to touch on, cause I do think that this is a huge sort of shift or growth for both of us and more for me, cause you were already on this path, but the idea of merging the spirituality and the ethereal and the wellness and all of that with the human grounded experience. Mm -hmm. You came into our relationship having a really good hold on that. And I think you had a lot of experiences prior to us meeting in relationships, in psychedelics and all of that, that allowed for that to happen. You started a lot earlier than me. I was like almost 10 years behind you, but I think that you and I have really found our groove in how do we 
process? How do we journal and be in personal development and be the best versions of ourselves and grow and be spiritual and do combo and mushrooms and whatever as it feels good while also just being fucking people who are just living their lives? And how do we make that come together in a way that feels really good? Mm -hmm. And I actually think we've done a really nice job of that. Yeah. I mean, it's a tricky line to walk. I just saw a bit it's not that I like got into it. I had to get into it earlier, but it's because I worked for myself. Right. It all came through like people were doing mushrooms to help like build their businesses and LSD to like make a business plan and shit. So that's how I got into it. But that was a pretty common, that was, that was more common in like entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial circles than it was in TV. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I didn't know what LSD or mushrooms really were until yeah, besides right before like I met you. Drugs, you know? Yeah. Um, but that got into that and then that turned into, but I was also working with people and I was coaching CrossFit and weightlifting and these different things. And so it like really helped a ton in that, you know, and also helped me like cope with leaving that part of my life. But yeah, it's just, it was just an experiential thing, but also I saw a lot of people, the real only reason I say like the integration of both or like really embracing the human experience is one, I just happened to stumble into Alan or Alan Watts stumbled into my life. Everyone think about it. And that was a lot of his stuff. And that resonated with me. A lot of people liked Ram Dass. A lot of people like these, different, but that for him, his, his shit just like it, it stuck with me. You know, it just hit, it resonated. It was like, okay, we're like kindred spirits. Like me and this guy would get along. Mm-hmm. And I understand not only his, like his philosophical teachings, but just kind of like, I feel like knowing more about him on a personal level. Like I understand it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe he was an ENTP. I don't know. But a what? <laughs> the ENTP. It's Myers-Briggs. I don't know what that is. You don't know what Myers-Briggs is? I mean, I feel like I've heard of that, but is that a Are test or something? Yes. Oh, but I don't know what ENTP means. You don't? No. Go take a Myers-Briggs test later tonight, please. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. How do you not know it? Okay. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a relic of the early 2000s. Um, but you don't notice that people put that shit in their Bumble profiles? Like INFJ and... No. You don't ever see that in like Instagram and stuff? No. You'll notice it now. I'm um, boycotting Bumble. Okay. Because <laughs> they, they platform Joe Rogan. Because <laughs> of the misinformation. A lot of misinformation on Bumble, actually. I'm going to, you so know what? Much. Delete Bumble. I think ghost, delete Bumble. ghosting is why I'm. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Well, the thing we were wrong about is that, um, is that it would be easier, like more, it would just be easier to, to do this whole thing married. Oh yeah. No one wants to touch people us. The fuck off. They're like <laughs> deeply disturbed. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm like, what? Like two months ago it was different. Like what's, what's different now? Yeah. Um, no, but that integration into like the human experience is that people would want to, and you would see this like 5d blood, 7d, 11d, like suck a D consciousness. And I'm like, <laughs> the fuck? And I was like, dude, I'm like, you understand? And then I look at these fucking nerds and I'm like, I'm like, um, did you just say suck a D consciousness? Yeah, I'm starting a suck a D consciousness I am meditation. Dead. Please make a shirt. I'll be like, mind the stepchildren. <laughs> suck on those balls. Anyways, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I just had a lot of boogers come out of my nose because that was so creepy. Um, that was creepy. It was really. That's how I do my ASMR. It's just this creepy uh, blowjob techniques. Uh, anyways, what are we talking about? Integration. Uh, Alan into, Watts, humanity. Well, no, like these people tried to like transcend the human experience. And I'm like, you understand that's kind of missing the fucking point in my opinion. Yeah. It's like, you're a, a human person, right? So you're, the lights are going to go out at some point, probably before you expect it. And you're probably going to be fucking surprised at what happens. That's a whole new experience. But right now you're in this thing and maybe you get reincarnated. Maybe you turn into this like ethereal soup in this massive mashup of consciousness and some kind of cauldron of some deity who fucking knows who fuck you might wake up in a goddamn snow globe. Mm-hmm. Who fucking knows? Right. But right now you're not right now you're doing this thing. And maybe this is all a simulation and you're going to fucking wake up and realize that you were in a video game the whole time. You don't know. Right. We could, this just could be a really advanced grand theft auto. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you're like, man, I should have run over more hookers with my car. I feel like, <laughs> but who knows? Right. So it's like, you're in this thing. So why not do this thing? Does that resonate with everybody? No. And some people want to escape the human experience and some people want to tap into God knows what, you know, guide is channeling through them, whatever. That's cool, dude. Like that's your own, that's your path. But that I I just didn't have one. I didn't have any interest in it and it just didn't seem, it didn't resonate with me in the slightest. So after the first couple of years of like getting into weird, weird shit, you know, on the world's standard, 
I was like, yeah, I think I like being a person, you know, I think like you can get real quick in the nihilism and like thinking none of it matters. If you think, if you realize how small and insignificant you actually are, yeah, you know, or this whole planet is yeah. Like that's one thing you have to think about too. And I've had this experience, which would freak people out, but like, okay, the sun's going to explode in the earth. All the beauty of this place, all this beautiful scenery, those rocks, Mount Everest, fucking Yellowstone. I mean, Yellowstone could kill us all today. You'd be like, we're done. Right. And you know what that changes on the whole scale of the universe? Literally nothing. 0.00001%. Right. Mm -hmm. Like our death rate of COVID. If we're in our age bracket. (laughs) 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 Right. But it's like, uh, it's weird. You know, it's weird to, uh, it's weird to, to think about that. And it's like, okay, well I'm so small and it's, it's, it's insignificant. It's like, well, yeah, that's true. That's objectively true. And you matter. And it doesn't your matter. Existence like, matters. And yeah, to you. Yeah. And to people around you. And that's right. all you've got. Right. That's it. So, like, get comfortable with that. Yeah. And that is very uncomfortable for people. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. That's why reading Journey of Souls is what really allowed me to have this experience is I resonate so much with choosing to be a human. Our soul choosing to have this experience for the integration for the lessons clearing karma whatever that is but truly melting into the human experience there's a reason we're here there's a reason we choose to be in a human body and to have this and so I felt like I wasn't fully choosing to be a human for me and as someone who has dealt with depression and suicidal thoughts and all of that for much of my life being a human felt too hard for me And then when I realized, oh, but I chose this and I'm learning lessons and this is for a deeper purpose and all of that and connection and everything is about relationships and what we get to learn and mirrors and all of those reflections, I realized that the human experience is the most important part. And if I'm not embracing my human, I'm totally missing the whole point. So I'm just going to have to do this all over again. God knows how many times I reincarnate because I have to learn this lesson. And it it took so much pressure off and I realized, Oh, this is supposed to be fucking fun. Laura Holloway always says that it's supposed to be fun. Otherwise what's the point? I'm like, yeah. And that's why I feel like I I chose you. I think fun is the end goal. I don't think it always has to be. No, no. But it's like, you know, the, the, like working out sometimes isn't fun, but you do it because it's worth it. You know what I mean? And like burdens can be worth it. Mm -hmm. And I got into that. I got into this old debate with some like person who had a kid like three weeks ago. So apparently they're an expert on parenting. We're like children on a burden. It's a lie of the leftist. And I was like, children are by definition a burden. I'm sorry to break that to you. But like a burden by definition is something you carry a weight that you carry. (laughs) Like for you, that's literal. And as soon as that thing's out of you, it's literal for me too. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't, don't be in, don't be in denial about what it is. Mm -hmm. Right? Like life is a burden in a lot of ways. For your soul, I guess. And maybe you're acting out karma. Maybe it's just a fucking random ass thing and you're just a mixture of a bunch of other shit popping up in a person. And maybe when you die, nothing fucking happens and it's just over. Mm-hmm. And the fu- the fucking story, the, the fact is no one fucking knows. Can people be right? Maybe. But that doesn't mean that they know. Yeah, how can you be sure? Yeah. Right. It's like, well, I had a near-death experience. Okay, so your fucking little pineal gland blasted you with DMT and you think that's fact? I can fucking make, I can recreate that experience right now. Give me some fucking tree bark in a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's not that hard. So it's like, there's a lot of, there's so much mystery that trying to understand it all is, is a fool's errand in my opinion. Yeah. But accepting what is and that, you know, like I said, the nature of life is experience. Like that's, that's how I, that's like my kind of view on things. I love that. Can you say that again? The nature of life is experience. Where does that come from? Alan? Yeah. Alan. 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 <laughs> That's so good. I really like that. Well, no, I mean, that's what he said. It's like you're a nerve ending on the universe. Mm. That's what changed my whole life. That's what makes me comfortable with death. Right. Now I'm less comfortable with it because of like family and We're kids. We're going to do a you. whole episode on death, you guys. I'm very excited but to it's talk like, about this in real time. It's like that's, you know. Yeah. What did it say? The ocean waves, trees, leaf, and the universe peoples. Mm-hmm. It's just, you're just a little thing. Yeah. And just like some leaves fall out of trees before other ones, like bloop, bloop, blop. Bloop, bloop, bloop. The fall is here. So if you could say, I feel like we were serving, you know, specific types of people in ways when this show first started. And then we just didn't serve anybody because we were <laughs> distracted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you could say now who, who we're talking to and what, like, what's the point of this show? What has it become? What is okay, babe? Does it matter? Does it have to be a thing? Well, we're doing a trailer. 
because of this. So are we? Yeah. Oh, um, so we kind of have to figure that part out. I don't know. I mean, I think we're looking at this thing. It is different because it's not so, it was going to evolve, but I think it's also important to like give people context on where, where it seems to be going. I uh-huh. think that there's a lot of things that we're, you know, we're going through things. I think that a lot of people go through that aren't unique to us. Right. Yeah. Like whether that's landscaping or kids or, you know, business hormones stuff, business. hormones, yeah. just the stuff, you know, like being chickens and maybe getting an alpaca. Like, <laughs> fucking know. it's just like stuff that's going on. I think it's really cool because I think what makes us different than like your normal people that are living their life is that we are on microphones a lot. You know what I mean? It's not like we're exceptional or special no. or all that different, but I coached fitness forever and was in front of groups talking all the time and had to make complex things simple. And you were on TV where you had to like talk all the time, different, but similar. And so we get to like have these conversations. So there's like a, a resonance with people. I think that that is fun. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. It doesn't have to be like, if you want to come here and like, this is like, you might learn a thing or you might think about something or it might be entertaining for your drive. Or you might just want to be like, I want to listen to somebody else because I'm a new mom and my diapers getting blown out or my kids drawing on the wall with shit. (laughs) And like, I just need to hear somebody else be like, we're doing it too. You know what I'm saying? Like shit, you know, like having pregnant sex. Like, I don't, you know, it's just like stuff that people like real stuff that people have to deal with. You know, that's, that's not unique to us, but the circumstances that we're in put us in a unique position to talk about it maybe. Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, I, I, hear you on all of that. And I agree. And I also think that there's the depth of asking better questions and curiosity and how can we redefine things that we always thought were truth and what does it look like to have a conversation and argue forward and fight forward? Something we've talked about for a long time on the show that we've gotten really good at is we can argue and then we actually feel like we take steps forward in our relationship and it makes us better. Things like that, that we're just not taught. No one fucking teaches you that in yeah. school. Your parents don't teach you that. I didn't have great role models. I, my parents' relationship was pretty shitty. And so I, I want to have conversations that reflect what else is possible. Yeah. With just us, with our friends, with other people, other couples, other people that teach. Cause I think that it's just expanding what, el- what else is possible for you, whether it's in your humanity, your spirituality, your sex your parenting, all of that. So I'm really excited. This yeah. feels really cool. It's good. It's so good. Growing into it. Well, thanks for being a part of our brainstorm sesh guys. Yeah, I think so. I think everybody should let us know what you think. I don't yeah. Know. And if you have an idea for what you want us to talk about, I have about 10 episodes laid out because y'all have given us topics you want us to cover, which is somebody super asked cool. for us to talk about death. Yeah. Someone asked for our perspective on death and how we feel about it. And we had just been talking about it too. I was like, oh, that's actually perfect. So yeah. if there's anything you've dealt with. Um, someone, I, thought, I thought I was going to die once. So that helps. Yeah. I have, I have a little bit of perspective. Yeah. Someone wants us to talk about leaving religion and dealing with that and talking with family and how to handle family, all of that, which I know you can speak to. So I think there's a lot of interesting shit out there. So. I'm well, you stoked. will, you will gain the kink that you want to, you want to, uh, pursue people that are religious. Oh God. <laughs> Connor literally looks for Christian girls. And I'm like, you are fucking disturbed. I'm trying to write the right, but no past. one wants to hang out with us anyway. So it doesn't fucking matter. I know we're working on it. We'll figure right. it out. When it rains, it pours though. That's for sure. It does. We're earning it right now, Yeah, but you need it. I, I need can tell. It. I need a lady. 